0: Welcome back to the Chirpin' Yotes, your favorite fan-made Coyotes podcast. Join me as always, Steadhead Grandy, Haynes, and Chase unfortunately out tonight due to some uh, personal issues, but we'll see him back next week. Uh, boys, how are we doing?
1: Doing pretty good, Tyler. Doing pretty good. Currently watching the Coyotes game. Just uh, hoping we get that first win tonight. I hope so. Let's prove Haynes right. Get it against the Ducks. <laughs>
0: That's right. He did. Yeah, that's right. This is his pick. How are you, Haynes? How are you doing?
2: I'm, I'm doing well. You know, um, I'm regretting now saying Veggie uh, was going to have a shutout tonight, and I'm, I'm buying the board on that one. But I'm doing good. I'm, I'm enjoying everything. I have a lot of fun things to talk about tonight. And, you know, now that I've been to a Kyrie's game, I feel fully more connected with the team, even though I've been following this team for the last 17 years of my life.
0: Meeting you in person, you know, it's, it's good to see him in person. It's, it's, it's fun. Definitely. So we do have a bit of a big shakeup, I guess you can call it. I'm sure many of you've heard, but uh, Eichel has been traded to the Vegas Golden Knights for a decent little sum there. Uh, I just want to get your boys' quick thoughts on this one before we kind of get into the Coyotes news of the week. Uh, Granny, what are you thinking about this?
1: What do you make of it? I I don't mind it. It's going to make the Golden Knights better for now. It's going to make them better this playoffs. It's going to make them better next year. It will help them for the next couple. After that, but they don't have a future right now. They have no prospects. They don't have a pick this year. They just they don't have a future. And by the time we are good, they won't be. So I don't mind seeing this at all, personally. Um, I thought the Buffalo Sabres could have. Should have gotten more back for him, but they also played this trade pretty badly to the point where they killed their own negotiating power and killed their own uh, trade value of their own player. Um, And then on a more personal note, I'm just glad for Eichel's sake that he's gotten traded. Now he can actually go get the surgery get healthy and actually start moving on with his life rather than sitting there waiting for a surgery or being forced to take the surgery that the team wants where it would have cut his career short and he would have had to get it again in 10 years. So overall, I'm pretty happy. It was interesting to see the little blurb that the Coyotes tried to get in on it to take a contract back. And I think we could see that come up again in the off-season when the Knights need to dump contracts. But as up right now, it's, yeah, like I said, it makes the Knights one of the Stanley Cup favorites this year, probably next year. But man, they're going to be in for a rough future when they start losing players. Haynes, what about you, man? You know,
2: um, you said it perfectly, you know, First and foremost, the biggest thing, And this pay at the end of the day is uh I I can't be more happy for Jack Eichel one, not only to be able to be over with this chapter of the saga, this ongoing dilemma between him and Buffalo, but for him to finally be able to get that surgery that he's been dying to have. I know he's scheduled for upcoming Tuesday, I'm pretty sure to have that surgery done. And I'm just I'm so happy that he's been able to have that surgery. He deserves it. And, you know, I'm hoping to see him back soon, back on the ice, absolutely killing it like he has in his entire career so far. So I wish him the best of luck there and that speedy recovery and a successful surgery. But, you know, yeah, you know, like you were saying it helps Vegas now and, you know, it's going to help Vegas the next few years, but it's not really going to help Vegas in the long run at the end of the day when those guys for the most part are all gone and you have nobody to build off of. So I think it works for Vegas now. And I think it, you know, Works for Buffalo just in terms of finally getting moved on from, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to end up uh, hurting Vegas in the long run. But nevertheless, I'm happy for Eichel and wish him the best, and hope to see him back on the ice soon.
1: Nice way to keep your composure through that goal, by the way.
2: Yeah, I was. uh, I I I I wanted to say something through (laughs) it, but I uh, I just I kind of sighed in my head and just realized this is Coyotes hockey. So then I was able to just keep moving forward.
0: (laughs) This (laughs) is Coyotes hockey. Yeah, it's a good way to. To cope, I've noticed. Oh man! But uh, I had actually a quick question that came up. You guys are really good at the, you know, those NHL franchise modes and such like that. If you're the Coyotes, I mean, this is your personal way. What would you have offered or tried to trade for Eichel if you were to? I uh, said you guys are. I like to hear your opinions on these kind of things.
1: Honestly, I would have given anything on the team aside from. Aller. Chikrin. That's Howler. <laughs> Chikrin, our 2022 first, our 2023 first, and uh, Spicy Dill, Dylan Gunther. Oh my God. Trying to make that nickname oh. stick. Hey, it's the Edmonton Oil Kings nickname for him. It's going to stick. All right. I'll be sure to put that in the notes. <laughs> no, oh, you in? It- Oh, sorry, you
0: weren't done. Sorry, my bad.
1: Uh, oh no, no, that's it. That was. I was just gonna reiterate that I would have given anything on this team, except for those major assets, and that includes Hayton, Soderstrom, and Keller. If it would have needed to be.
2: Yeah, but, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I. Uh, I feel like Chickens, honestly is is your big focal point. You can't really move off from him, and you know I love Keller a lot, and I don't want them to move him from Keller, but I know there is that lingering question of if. He has a good season. Could he be moved? Which I hope's not the case, but I guess if they really want to try to find someone to move, I guess Caldwell would probably be your first option over moving Chikrin. And I could also see guy like maybe like Hayton being added into the mix just to kind of add someone in, maybe give him a fresh start if he can't fully get together in Arizona. Granted, uh, not everything with him in slow start has to do with him not being a good player. It just happens to be that he's – been kind of not thrown into the right situation, situation and been used correctly. But, uh, yeah, I that's I, it, a tough one there. I don't know if Buffalo really looks at our team right now and thinks to themselves, yeah, there's a lot on that team that I want to give them or take from them to give them Eichel in return. So, yeah, I, I don't really know.
0: Howler is probably our most viable piece right now, I think, besides yeah, he,
2: he can play drums. He's pretty good, man. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, he I mean, is. Good Twitch streamer, too.
0: Drums. Yeah. A real renaissance man, if you ask me. <laughs> Speaking of uh, things that return, we have brought back Wedgewood, which I guess that means the Kemper tree was for free, pretty much. But anywho, uh, what do you guys? Uh, oh,
1: dare Toby Reader? How dare you slander Toby oh, Reader? Yes, oh, no. That's hey, it was hey, him Kobe too. Reeder, that's right. If
2: I remember correctly, Toby Reader was the reason the Oilers didn't make the playoffs that one season because he missed too many breakaways.
1: Yep, he went he didn't score a goal. And you know yep, that. And that, that cost the
2: whole playoff for them. Score. Yep, that was the difference. That was the difference right there.
0: Man. It would suck to be known as that guy and that ruined a team's playoff chances <laughs> solely by yourself. Like, geez, talk about a bad luck. I go get no accounting or something like that. <laughs> but what do you guys uh, what do you guys think of all that? I mean, we have
1: uh the man, the myth, the legend. I'm calling it now, especially now that the game's two not zero. I'm calling it now. <laughs> Scott Wedgwood is the slump buster 2.0 all over again. He comes in tomorrow night. We beat the Kraken, and he saw another slump by these Coyotes. If he does, that's amazing. You gotta
0: buy. If you gotta like buy like a jersey or something just for camaraderie's sake. A banner
1: in his name. If- if he does, he goes down in his own form of legend. I mean, this guy might become <laughs> the most legendary Coyote of all time. He bre- breaks the two longest slumps in franchise history and got traded for Kemper? Put him Come in the rafters. On. Put
0: him in the rafters. Chirp- He'll be in the Chirpin' Yodi's rafters. He'll be in our rafters. Deservedly so. Right hey, here.
2: I Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, I Pat Brown, you know, who does Howard's and me my my colleague with the hockey writers. Uh, we already been making the fun joke about the uh, not the joke, just the fun uh, love of the the tandem nicknames. There, you got you got Wedgie and Veggie. I mean, it's it's you got a guy who you know who's got considerably more NH- NHL experience than Vimelka, Prozatov or Coronar, So you know that's already a huge boost for you right there, having a guy like that come to the team. But, you know, he he could very well be the slump buster again. I mean, he could hold a record, something that you probably don't want to have a record for in a franchise, but he could hold the record as the uh, first guy to break the two longest losing streaks in in team's history. So, I mean, I love having him back. He's a nice guy. I've I've heard interviews from him. He's always such a nice guy. You know, just won a Stanley Cup with Tampa Bay last year. So, you know. I'm hoping to see him uh, come here and, you know, him and him and Veggie kind of run the crease right now so they can get working for him.
0: It'll be great. Veggie and Wedgie. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, So, another piece of news that we're just going to kind of gloss, because we do plan a full episode for, I believe, next week. Uh, I'm just going to, again, quickly gloss over it. Uh, the Blackhawk scandal, I'm sure every one of our listeners and probably listeners' family members have heard. Uh. It, pretty big scandal with the blackhawks i don't really want to go too deep into it here uh but we decided to as a group we decided to kind of make sure we really did our research really waited for as many details to come out before we made an episode so we'll get working on that here probably next week um i don't know if you boys have anything to add if i miss anything uh, but again just a quick gloss over of that
1: nope all my thoughts i want to save for that podcast because i'll just save start you.
0: okay cool well to get back in the happiness uh haynes you had your first Coyotes game on Halloween night in South Carolina, North Carolina. Excuse me. There's two of those. I um, yes. went to basic at one of them. Um, how? Well, tell us about it. The floor is yours, sir. Okay.
2: Um, yes. I have been a Coyotes fan since I was five years old. I'm 22 now. I have pulled for this team for 17 years and have not too many fond season memories other than the, 2012 conference finals run and the you know qualifying round win over Nashville before the you know eventual beatdown from uh, Colorado but you know watch the Lockheads hockey I've been with these fans through all the thick and thin through the ups and downs of relocation rumors and never once have I been able to proudly say I've been in a game before in person but yes this past Sunday that changed. Me, my girlfriend, and my little brother, who are both Coyotes fans, who also both were attending their first Coyotes games. We went to Raleigh, North Carolina for a 1 o'clock Sunday game in Raleigh. It was a really good game. Veggie played a really, really solid game. He was on top of it, made a lot of insane saves. Being there in person to see him was cool. Um, Rossi could not come out and win two really bad, re goals that he just did not see. You know, it sucked. But the fans were really nice. Everybody there was really nice. A lot of people asked me some questions after the game, just want to know more about the team. A lot of Coyotes fans there were there howling, dapping me up. Where We were all saying, let's go Coyotes together. And if y'all happen to look at the team's social media, I was on their video, Antoine Roussel. I'm the kid that's screaming, it's my first game, it's my first game. I'm the guy that Antoine Roussel gave the puck to. JB also dapped me up in the game. Uh, Fishy actually looked at my uh, Fisher looked at my um, poster before the game. One while he was on the ice, looked at it. It was just it was a lot of fun, you know. It I don't get to do it much. The last time I went to an NHL game before this was in 2007 when the Thrashers were still in the NHL. They were the closest. I went to a Devils Stashers game because I was a Marty Bedore fan. So it's been a while. I was happy I got to bring them along with me for them to be able to experience that. I was happy to be able to be there in the moment and get to experience that game with so many other Coyotes fans and just be able to experience there in a full arena, packed arena, watch that game. It was really fun. I wish the team could have come out of the win at the end of the day, but you know I can live with uh, ending out the day with a with a puck with a high five from Jay Beagle and just so many memories I'll never forget from that game. And I really would love to you know. Try to make another game again sometime soon. Maybe even make a trip to Arizona. But it was a blast.
0: Definitely pretty awesome. He made the uh, social media. That's pretty cool. Twice. Yeah, twice. That's that's I think, awesome.
1: I think I was more excited than Haynes was when he made that social. Media. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I say. So. I didn't know I was
2: on there until uh, I didn't know I was on there until y'all had actually tweeted I was looking through and I had saw the tweet from y'all that said, "Is that Haynes that I spot? And Y'all tagged me and. I'm watching the video, and it, it's crazy because in the video when he's giving me the puck, the woman in the camera, or actually in the picture of me getting a fist bump from Jay Beagle that my girlfriend took in the background, you can see the team's photographer taking a picture, which happened to be the picture that went up on their social media of Beagle fist bumping me from the backside of him. So it was actually kind of cool that I got you know, proof of photos that I got to be on their social media twice. I mean, I was I was there... I made it. I was probably the loudest person there screaming to get the puck, and it was, it was cool. It was, it was definitely a fun experience. 20, 17 years in the making. Hopefully I won't ever have to wait that long again, but uh, 17 years and it, I could not say anything more positive about it. It was, it was the coolest thing I think I've done in my life so far was being able to finally say I've been able to go to a Coyotes game and see Kachina in person. That was cool. First game and they're back in Kachina. That, that was really cool.
1: Well, you know, Haynes, you've already been roped into it because you agreed on to be on this podcast, but yep. we've all decided that we're doing a, uh, and now you have to do the tattoo part as well, by the way, oh yeah, <laughs> so we're doing tattoos of the coyotes logo and right. coyotes home opener when they opened it up in Tucson, Fenty. you okay. don't have a choice. You're now roped into it. I'm sorry, man. You should. No, have it's the-
2: fine. I just gotta, uh, I just gotta find out how, uh. I guess, guys, I gotta figure out the situation three years, four years down the line from here, where, where I'm gonna be. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll make sure I get married. Maybe I'll make sure I get married specifically around that time because I've already, me and my girlfriend have already agreed that we will honeymoon in Arizona and go to a Coyotes game. So I'll make sure I line it up there perfectly you go. with the
0: home uh, opener. Well, there you go. Can't go back on a chirping Yodis promise. I'm pretty sure. Especially I will when-
2: not. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: Especially one you didn't weren't actually a part of, but got roped into. Those are especially <gasps> super binding legal bound contracts.
2: And I, was, called, I was I was kindly asked by y'all to come on. I did. It was the fa- my favorite episode of, of a show. Actually it was I think my yeah, I think it was my main my first or second time ever actually doing a podcast. And first time I think with the coyotes and I fell in love instantly and y'all brought me back a second time, which I was surprised after the first time that y'all want to hear more of me talk. And even more surprised <laughs> when y'all asked me to be be a full time host on the show, a co-host. So
1: I appreciate y'all oh. bringing me along. One, we think we made you big because after us, then you went on Locked up. <laughs> yep. then you started yep. How Growlers. Well, you, you what can I say for
0: that? <laughs> the Chirping Yodis launches careers, baby. The Chirping Yodis launches careers. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: <laughs> I might be on some Wait. other shows. I've had some talks about being guests on other potential shows and podcasts. So I'm I'm just trying to get my name out there. You know, I, I switched my major. Well, I didn't switch my major. I majored in photography and decided after college I want to do journalism after getting into writing for the South Carolina Stingrays of the ECHL. And so I completely went to a different direction in my life. And the one big thing I want to do right now is not only prove that I know how to write and I know what I'm talking about, but trying to find any way to talk and get my name out there so people will recognize me and notice me.
1: Also, real, real talk, real quick. We haven't known you that long, um, but that was all completely joking. Obviously, if nobody could pick that up on that, we but careers, work, baby, you work extremely. No,
2: y'all, y'all definitely. What well. it's called? If it was not for y'all actually bring me on, I don't know if the podcast would, if I would have ever gone on to locked on coyotes or if I ever would have gone on to on the YouTube show. So actually, y'all definitely do have. Do you have a part in saying that y'all really were the launch of me getting out there and really getting out there to talk more about not only just coyotes hockey but hockey in general, like on a public
0: platform? We definitely surely try, that's for sure. I didn't know we were uh king makers, but you
1: know, this is part of the services we, <laughs> we offer. <laughs> oh no, man. When when when's my career taking off?
0: Anyways, <laughs> tell us about your uh your first coyotes game, Granny. Um uh, we serve stars here,
1: sir. No, I'm just kidding. You're fine. <laughs> My <laughs> first Coyotes game was a very memorable one. Um, I can't remember the exact year. It was one of the first years. It had to be 98 or 99. But I remember two very big things about it. One, it was against the Sharks. And two, it developed a very deep, burning hatred for one player in particular. Little, what was it? Not, Not Chris, Chris Kalanos, I know that. Little nine-year-old me sitting up in the stands chanting with my whole heart, Richie sucks! Richie sucks! Oh, Mike Richie, man, oh man. When we signed him a couple years later, I had no idea what to make of it.
2: Mike if you're Uh-oh. listening to this podcast for some random reason uh I do not I do not stand behind Granny booing you at 9 years old so I just want Mike to know that just in case Mike
1: if you're listening to this podcast please come on
2: <laughs> Yeah I'd going to say for real if you're listening to this podcast Mike please come on
1: <laughs> Anyways that's about it that happened way too long ago and that's the story of how this team has dominated my life for 21 years. Tyler, what about you? So
0: I was a very young lad when I went to my first game. It's hazy. Uh, it was actually the 99 playoffs. My mom and my, I think it was my biological dad at the time. Yeah, they, um, we went to the game. I was, yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was 99. February something, 99. So I was the year sixth. I was born uh six five or six yeah well there you go and guess who we played the blues they're playing really? the blues yeah oh, i have a ticket yes, i, I have the ticket actually theory. a picture Um, uh, somewhere on my instagram i had the ticket but um yes yeah, so i don't remember much of it i remember being cold and loud and it was like a whiteout. So i remember seeing a bunch of white that's all i really remember but um if i could tell my favorite Coyotes game i went to if that would count since i remember it a little bit better if that would be all right um, yes please so my senior year of high school my grandpa and my stepdad now adopted father's side he got me tickets to a game for my graduation gift and I got a kid out of school early it was that was awesome we drove all the way to Dallas and uh, we we're going to our seats lower bowl Is like wow this is exciting lower bowl tickets like I've never really bought those for myself and then he's like oh I'll keep going down keep going down I was like man we're really lower bowl and it uh, turned out to be uh, right behind the Coyotes bench, like right behind the only glass separated me and my favorite team ever. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. I got a puck from Ekman Larson. He saw me in the jersey. He shot one at the glass. It like startled me. I was like on my phone at the time, actually. And then he, uh, the trainer guy passed it up. I still have the puck. Uh, and then I got to say hi to Don, And then my buddy actually texted me and he saw me on the TV during the game. So, it's pretty cool. A good time, really good time. We lost, but it was still just amazing to watch and sit that intimately close to the Coyotes. So hope that counts because, like I said, I was too young for my first game. So no, that 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 works. So. But all right. Uh, I guess with the nostalgia goggles taken off, what do you guys? Uh, how do you feel about the current product on the ice?
1: Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> <You> we uh, <laughs> we're having a good time. I'm going to say this real quick because this just came up in our uh, group chat.
0: Trust the process. Yes, that'll be the title <laughs> for sure. I saw your little thing down here. I was, um, yeah, that's for sure the title.
1: Um, it's uh, it's rough. We can't score. We have no offense. We have no skill. We have no speed. Um, Keller, who's having a phenomenal year, and I don't want this to be taken away from him. I don't want this to be taken away from him, but Keller needs to shoot the puck more. Kraus needs to shoot the puck more. I agree. We just just need to score more, and that's what it comes down to. We're getting phenomenal goaltending. But, man, 10 goals, or I'm sorry, 13 goals in 10 games is horrible. At this rate, we're barely going to eclipse a hundred goals. We need to step it up, and we need to find some juice. And I think some of it will come back when Galchenyuk and um Malts and them get healthy again. Because that's the other thing is we've had horrendous injury luck as well. Yeah, just we need more offense. Uh, any uh, what about you, Haynes?
2: Yeah, you know, um, my thoughts on the process, do I trust the process? Yes, I full-heartedly trust General, uh, Bill Armstrong's process. I think it, he's got a set stone in place, and I think in the long run it's going to be beneficial and it's going to work out for the Kai's. Does that mean I can't be frustrated with what I'm seeing on the ice right now? No, I can be fully frustrated, and I am fully frustrated with what I see on the ice. Yes, we knew this was not going to be a winning team. We knew this was not going to be a... Playoff contending team. Did I think this is gonna be a winless team with one point through ten games a season? No, not in the slightest bit. Granted, you look at the roster and you could maybe think that Car Hutton, your starting goalie, Dave Beagle and Andrew Ladd and Antoine Roussel, some nights are playing your first line against guys like McDavid, McDavid, Drysidle, you know, list goes on and on about who they're playing against. But do I still – do I think in the first 10 games of the season, this team would be 0-9-1? I do not think they would have been 0-9-1. I think, like you said, Granny, I think the biggest problem of this team is we have terrible offense. We do not have good defense. Goaltending is about our strongest point. Our biggest names on our guy, the biggest players on our team aren't stepping up. Keller, who could easily be the star – could be a star player in the league – is not shooting the puck like a star player would. He has a tendency to want to pass first, and it's killing his stats in games when he should be taking shots. Jacob Chikrin has been struggling to really, you know, take that big role on this team this year as the leader, which, granted, it's kind of hard to be when you're expected to be the role player for this guy for a team that's as bad as they are this season. But you're looking at a team that isn't smart moving the puck. They're just throwing pass without looking. They're taking too many penalties. Their penalty kill is horrendous. They can't kill anything. You're looking at a team that in their last six games has been shut out twice. It's it's bad. It, do I think they're realistically going to lose 82 games? No. I've, we've seen the joke. We made the joke. They're not going to lose 82 games. Do I think this team could, you know, maybe only win 10 wins? As sad as it is, but the way they're playing, yes, they might only find a way to win 10 games a season. And still, maybe not even win the first pick in the draft, but In the long run, I keep keep telling myself like you guys do, trust the process. It it's bad now, it's gonna be bad next year, it's gonna be bad the year after that, but it's going to be better in the long run, and by the time it's better, we could legitimately be running the division.
1: That's process, process, not process. Come on, man, get over. I
0: was gonna say the same thing. (laughs) Process, my bad. Get on the train, man. Get on the train. (laughs) Come on. The process train has begun. My bad. <laughs> uh, uh, my thoughts are, like you guys have said, I mean, they pitch it to us as, this is going to be a rebuilding year. we made those trades this season, we've talked constantly, this is going to be a rebuilding year. But damn, does it sting to watch this team play. It's, I hate to say it, but sometimes it's not fun. Sometimes I'm not having mm-hmm. fun when I get to watch. You know, look, I've unfortunately I've been working just a lot, especially right during game time, due to the time difference especially. So it's just been... It's hard to watch when I do get to, you know, and, and it's, but I'm also on the, on the, I do trust the process. I'm 100%. You got me sold GMBA. I have drinking your Kool-Aid. I have bought every one of your records, every one of your shirts. Like I am, I'm 100% into what you've got going down. I am, but man, does it suck watching. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, like you both have said, it has just been pain, 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 but again, if we become the team that this is supposed to build, it's worth it to me when we're you know knock on wood dominating the division and really really being the team that we dream and
1: hope that we will be so that's my thoughts on it and that's one thing i want to touch on real quick if i may um (laughs) you can see shades of Tornier wants to be an aggressive aggressive push it all in coach you can see that he doesn't want to dump it in even though our talent isn't good enough to carry the puck in at the moment he still doesn't want to dump it in he wants to fly through the neutral zone even though we don't have the speed and while all of this is a problem right now which is what has led to some people criticizing tournier this is going to be really really fun to watch When we start taking that next step forward, when our young guys are up as early as next year, even when this starts moving forward, that aggressiveness will be fun. But as a guy who has talked greatly about how much he wants, even a top half of the league offense, 13 goals in 10 games is killing me, man. That's all. That's all I wanted to add, though.
0: It's all pain,
1: but like I said, I mean,
0: it should be all worth it. I'm. I hope the process and the pain says is worth it. I really do, because man. But uh, Grandy, if I may, uh, you said you wanted to start a new segment that we're gonna tentatively call "Help Me Understand." In this topic, sir, uh, you want to go ahead and take the floor.
1: Yeah. So. Boys, I need your help understanding something. Okay. Christian Fisher. Good guy. The guy is quite possibly the hardest worker on this team. He fights all the puck battles. He's constantly making a nuisance of himself in front of the net this year, which is why he scored two goals, which may not sound like a lot, but on this team, it really is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's hitting, he's doing everything. This guy should be a fan favorite. Now I understand he was drafted over Sebastian Ajo, but you know what? Why are we giving him that grief instead of the guy we took two picks before who's barely an NHLer and really only is right now because his team's going through COVID situations? Christian Fisher is not a bust. Christian Fisher is not a bad player. Christian Fisher should be a guy who is a fan favorite because on top of everything I just said, which is generally what a fan favorite does, the guy might legitimately be the most likable person on this planet. You can't help but love his interviews. He is extremely well spoken. He's extremely intelligent, and he's just fun. Why is he not a fan favorite? Can you help me understand? I guess because he's not.
0: I mean, it's, once you are drafted, what was it after someone like Sebastian Ajo, It's you're. It's not his fault, like you said. I mean, you said it perfectly. I guess some fans just don't attach those to certain players. I mean, some players become fan favorites that shouldn't. But I don't know. I like him. I don't dislike the guy at all. Cool guy, nice guy. I like his. Uh, well, I think he does the media. I like so. Don't know. Haynes, maybe a little better detective on this one.
2: My thoughts about Fisher, I agree with you, Grandy. I don't understand why people hate on him so much. I I think he does everything that you could ask for in a player. He's you know he's physical. He's you know he's hard hitting. You know he can make plays. He goes all the putt bows in the corner. He always is in a good mood. He's always speaking for the team. He's always going one hundred percent, even when getting blown out and games. So I don't understand why. There's so much negativity towards him and his game and why people get on him. I understand when you're losing, everybody wants to blame someone on a team. You always want to throw your blame at someone if they're not living up to their expectations. Yes, he was taken after Sebastian Aho or before. And people, you know, regret that the guys didn't take Ajo when they did. But at the end of the day, Christian Fisher, I feel like, is a guy that almost any team in the league would want to have. He's a great third, fourth line guy who just does everything you could ask for him, but can also make plays and can score if need be. And I just, I think that if you put him on any other team, he'd be so well appreciated by fans. So I just, I don't get the reason why Coyotes fans just don't have any remorse for him. I know not everybody's like that, but I love his game. I hope he's in Arizona for a long time. I hope he's part of the future of this team because Fisher is such a nice guy. He's such a character. I love his fishing with Fisher little show that he does filling in with a uh, step on behind the mic and all that. So I love him. I think he's got a great game and, and I will, I will stand on top of that hill along with Clayton Keller for him. So that's, that's my I, two cents.
0: That's what it was called fishing with Fisher. I was like, there's that show he did. That's what it was called, man. It totally mm-hmm. escaped me when I was talking.
1: Dang it. Thank you for that. You're welcome. i say for me personally, this year, just watching this team, He's probably my favorite player on the team right now because the guy's effort just doesn't quit. And I just, I really appreciate that right now because, look, I can understand the hate Keller's getting right now because the team is not scoring. He's the offensive engine, and he he does need to shoot more. I think his hate gets overblown, but... I just I don't understand the hate Fisher's getting. Like I said, he's probably my favorite player right now until Dylan Gunther or Ian Yann Unik gets up here. But I just don't understand the hate. That's yeah. that's all I have to say about that. And I wish
0: I could help you understand better, sir. But I don't either. It's it's uh, seems to be a mystery that the Trippin cannot solve without Scooby Doo or Fox and Mulder. I'm not sure. Gotta call one of those guys, I guess. But. Randy, you've been saying, how would we call that now? We are winning in the margins. You kept kept saying that in the group chat and other things. And um, honestly, help me understand that, if you would, please, sir. If you don't mind.
1: What I mean with winning in the margins is as far as a rebuild goes. The difference between the Buffalo Sabres, the Edmonton Oilers, and rebuilds that have been successful is winning in the margins. The Sabres lost every margin battle they played. They couldn't get a good goaltender. They missed on almost every late-round pick they had. They've had very few success stories outside of their top picks, and even then they've had a few busts in there. So for this rebuild to win in the margins, and the reason I've been saying we've been successful at that so far is Carol Vejmelka. the guy, has been absolutely outstanding for us. Standing on his head, he should have two to three wins. Um, if this team could score two goals, he'd have those. And it's just, it's a huge step towards the process because you need to. Like I said, you need to get guys like this. During the rebuild, having a Karol Vizhmelka eases the need for Prosvitov to hit next year. Gives us a perfect stopgap to him, or gives us a guy who could be a 1B to him, or gives us a trade chip that we can use later on. I'd prefer the first two options before the third one, but it's all there. Uh, it's just we need to find little victories like that and we need to get those in order for this rebuild to be successful. Um, and I understand. Let's, let's face it, we need to celebrate those because we're not going to get any actual <laughs> wins on the ice. You boys have anything you want to add to that? I just want to say I understand.
0: That's a really good uh thing to look at. Also, it kind of helps take away from the sting of the rebuild. You know, if we're looking for the little victories, the veggies, and all that good stuff. Then yeah, I think it makes it definitely helps make the painful rebuild just sting just a little bit more, or less. Excuse me, less. I'm confused. Sorry about that. Haynes, anything for you?
2: No, I think you guys kind of said everything. You know, biggest thing, like you said, just re you know re re I'm not going to be able to pronounce that word right. Um, my bad. Um, just the biggest thing, you know, in a rebuild is just honestly trying to find the small things to look positive towards, you know, to reassure that it's all worth it. And, you know, that's just, that's just the biggest thing. I mean, that's just all we can do as fans. That's all we can do as journalists, as writers, as host of podcast, YouTube shows, whatever it may be. Is just trying to find positives to keep our minds off the amount of games we're going to lose consecutively.
0: Any little bit helps besides, you know, of course, beer and the group chat. But are you guys ready for my question of the week? Yes, sir. All right. Not a real hard one this time around. I made it real easy. I kind of just thought we kind of did the, uh, what was it, the expansion last week, right? Uh, So I thought, okay, if you were a player going in, what position would you have and what team would you like to play for? And you can give why if you want. Do something simple. Nothing. Nothing real heavy this week. Next week, I'll definitely plan to do more of a a wowzer. But uh, Haynes, if you want to start, or I can start if you guys want.
2: Yeah, I can uh, go first. Um, oh, good. The build, the the position I always go for whenever I do like be a pro and NHL is winger. I I've always played winger for the most part. I played a little bit of defense growing up, but I've always been a winger. I played occasional center, but I've always winger's always been my like, go to spot. I like it the best. I've always kind of played it. My friends always played center. It's kind of just how we've worked out with one another on the ice. So Winger would be my build. Honestly, if I'm going to pick the, you know, stereotypical answer, Arizona-St. Louis would be who I'd want to go to. But if I had to choose a, you know, a team outside of those two that I generally would like to go play for, I would say Seattle. I You know, I actually was the team I got picked up by in the uh, draft on my be a pro was to go to Seattle and actually is who I want to get drafted by. Not Buffalo, no offense to Buffalo, but I, uh, Seattle's who I want to go to and I did. And I, I think Seattle's got cool colors. I like the uniforms. I think, you know, it'd be fun to go to a new team where, you know, you can kind of set franchise records there. You know, you can go to like Montreal, but you know, you're playing behind some pretty great players that play there throughout their history. And, you know, I would want to go somewhere where, you know, they haven't been around for that long or they're new to the show like Vegas or Seattle and, you know, be able to set franchise records. So yeah, that'd be my area would be, would be Seattle.
0: Not a bad pick, not a bad pick at all.
1: So for uh, me, I'm a winger as well. Um I'm the, well, everything I just said about Christian Fisher, that's essentially what I am. I'm in the group deep in the gritty. I grind on the boards. Uh, I do all the kind of stuff like that. um. But I might chip in 10-15 goals, but offense isn't what I'm out there for. I'm out there to kind of make life hell on the other team. um. And then for the team I'd like to play for, we're just going to say Arizona's out. We're all Arizona Coyotes fans, so let's not pick the obvious one. I'm going to say Minnesota wild. I was born in Minnesota, lived most of my life in Arizona, and then recently moved back to Minnesota. Um, but as a result, state of hockey, man, that's my, I, I'm proud of that fact. I'm proud of the fact that I'm from the state of hockey. Uh, we have a, we have a song dedicated to it. Um, um, Care to sing it? No. I'll send it to you <laughs> boys. I'll send it to you boys in chat after. I want to hear uh,
0: you sing it, though. My birthday's coming up, just so you know.
1: I'll sing What's it to you on game? your birthday. You
0: oh. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and you can record it and post it even if you want. All right. You, I got permission. So. Oh, did they just score? Yeah, That's a little bit ago.
2: Yeah, they did.
1: Veggie's oh, yeah. not having a good night, man. We jinxed him.
2: Yeah, I I wasn't the best call for tonight. I I I'm not. I'm I'm hurting my. uh,
1: I'm
2: hurting my wires. Call. I'm hurting my uh, my respectability, credentials, and credibility. Yes, um, all three. I'm hurting all three. As as looking at all stat things wise, I have not been good in calling tonight's game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Anyways, sorry to to anybody that listened to me. No problem. (laughs) Um, back to my uh. It, what I was saying in the Minnesota, they love their hometown boys.
0: We go.
1: to get Goligoski because he's a Minnesotan. We wanted Step because he's a Minnesotan. Um, they love their hometown boys. They love it's Minnesota pride. It's one of us. It's all of that. We love our hometown. Like I said, we just we love our hometown boys. So. To get to be able to play for this team on that ice, something special would be something special. Obviously, Coyotes is number one, but again, that's, that's all of bo- ours. Yeah, that's the boring answer. Yeah,
0: of course. So. I was hoping you guys would be uh say something like this. Uh, for mine, actually, have a follow up question after I'm done, uh, just what number would you have? But, anyways, uh, so I played wing in college lacrosse, not a big deal. Uh, it was yeah, like right winger equivalent. We kind of would switch, but for the most part, I was on the right side. I'm also ambidextrous, so I figured that kind of helps out a little bit. Um, I would want to play... So I got drafted by the Rangers when I played last year's game. Wouldn't mind that. That'd be pretty cool. I'd play for the Rangers. Um, But I think I would go with Detroit, as you guys are probably rolling your eyes and being like, yeah, of course. Um, Great team, great legacy play for them for a couple years, make my name be heard, and then uh, hopefully get either traded or signed with the Coyotes and help, them, help him and, and uh, Austin Matthews get to a Stanley Cup, I hope. So that'd, that'd be the team i play for. Number, I was 19 in college, but I can have that 19 in uh, Arizona or Detroit. So I'd probably go with either, eh, probably 25, 25 or uh, maybe like 22, something I like the certain numbers look on uniform. So 22, 25, maybe 55, depending. What about
1: you boys? For me, so a, pick number. a
2: number.
0: Yeah, just pick a number.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I either eight or nine for me. I've always been.
0: Internet.
2: I, I, I was. The year I won state championships in high school, I was 46. The only reason I was number 46 was because it was the only jersey that had left. My sophomore and senior year, my last year of high school, I was number 12, which was a really big number for me just because I chose It was kind of the first one that stood out to me. Granted, I have been number 16, I've been 19, I've been 24, I've been 46, I've been 12. But the last years as a men's league that I played in beer league, I've been number eight. And then this year I'm number nine because someone on our team is number eight. So I would say either eight or nine. It's kind of my go-to numbers now, either one. Nine being because of Keller and eight, just because I like the number
1: eight. Good number. I like number eight. For me, it's pretty simple, actually. You guys have heard me complain that we haven't had very many good players wear this number when Taylor Hall came here. I was going to buy his jersey the second he re-signed. Let's not go into that deeper. (laughs) Because he wore this number and we finally had a good player that wore it. Tourists wore it. There's really not a lot of other guys that stick out that have worn it. Um, But, 91... Simple answer. That's a good number though. I like that number that's a good
0: one. Some of those numbers looks good on a Jersey. This, I mean, obviously all numbers look okay, but there's some numbers that I really
1: like to see. 19, 91, 55, 25. And 91 seems like such a, I mean, I'm the grinder. I'm the, like I said, I'm the grit and grind guy, but man, I wish I was the offensive dynamo. I've talked a lot about how I want the offense. And there's so many offensive dynamos that have had 91. Even in today's day and age, look at Vladimir Tarasenko, one of my personal favorite 91s in the league. Um, just Josh a great Don. number. Josh Stone. I'm really hopeful he keeps that number going into the I hope league. so too. I've talked about that at length. If he keeps that number, I am definitely buying it the second he makes this team. I'm buying it regardless. No matter what number he picks. For sure. So, so yeah, there's plenty of re- there's there's hope because it's a it's a popular number. So I know we'll have somebody someday that I can buy with that jersey number. But just got to get there. It's a pretty
0: solid number. I gotta say, good choices, boys. Good choices. I like forty too. Forty. My cousin uses forty four in his beer league, those are, those are all good numbers. But with that being said, thank you for answering my question of the week. Next one will be. I'm kind of making a doozy. I'm, I'm gonna really think about this one. But uh, to close out, boys, do you want to see anything uh, happy and cheerful as we are down 3-0 to the Ducks?
1: Yes, I do. Dylan Gunther scored another goal tonight, as you already heard on podcast. I mentioned it when he did. And he is on an incredible hot streak. He has scored essentially two points per game for the last six games now. After starting out with... I think it was three points in his first six games. So after the rough transition to center, once he clicked, he really started playing well. And him playing center is only going to do good things for his future. So positive note about the Coyotes, something to look forward to, and something to pay attention to this season, just on a positive note.
2: Tucson's not winning right now, but Tucson's pretty good this year. <laughs> I mean, if I got to think on positive, happy remarks, I mean, Tucson's kind of good this season. I mean, they could be a legit team this year. There's a lot of excitement to look for there. Liam Kirk, I mean, Ivan Prasitov playing all down there this season. I mean, I it's mean, something else cool. It's not college-related. The uh, Seattle released their AHL team's name, the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds. Pretty I cool. saw that.
0: Yeah, it is pretty cool. Logo's cool, too. Yeah, but –
2: but uh, yeah, no. Uh, I guess the only happier marks is you can uh, you can catch us here every week, and me on Howlers and Growlers every weekend. Uh, probably still talking about being winless. So if y'all want happier marks, just know that expect us to be back next week, the week after, maybe the week after that. I don't know. Uh, maybe still winless. So yeah, there's some. I don't know. If that's happy, but uh, I guess if you like hearing us talk about losing, then yeah, you. Might hear two more weeks of that, maybe. So that's good for everybody.
0: Well, there you have it. Uh, actually, Haynes, you took my perfect close by saying that we are the positive news. Dang it. I had the perfect close written out. Um, but, yes, that is a positive. You get to hear our opinions along with uh, Chase, who will be back hopefully next week. And for anything else, hit us on Twitter at, at Chirpin Pod, the official Facebook page, the Chirpan Podcast. Or any of our Twitter pages. And until next week, people, we will hear from you or you'll hear from us next time.